Welcome to Raising Adults, the groundbreaking parenting podcast that starts with the end in mind. We're your co-hosts, Dina Thayer and Kira Dorian. We created future-focused parenting to take families from surviving to thriving. So join us as we help you stop raising kids and start raising adults. Well, hello, FFPs, and welcome back to our final episode of Raising Adults. This is episode 150, and as you probably heard on the bonus episode we released last week, this is it for us. And so as you probably can already hear in my voice and you will undoubtedly hear in Dina's, it is uh, super bittersweet and we have some feels about it. (laughs) But here we are. So we're really happy to be back with you for this last episode um, and to just talk about the fact that, as we say to our kids all the time, you know, I think you have all the tools you need to handle this. (laughs) We feel like you as FFPs, you have all the tools you need. We have a podcast that's going to stay live. There's 150 episodes on there with talking about anything and everything upside down and sideways. And so we really want you to know that you have all the tools you need to move forward now without us. (laughs) But um, yeah, we're just going to kind of chit chat about that today. How are you doing over there, Dina? Well, I have all the feels, as you so appropriately and accurately mentioned. So this is, you know, it's going to be challenging, I think. But I think we can do it justice. I think, you know, so many times when you feel like you're floundering, it's kind of coming back to basics. And I think for some of our audience, including some of like the people who are dear to me who have become part of the FFP family, it is going to feel a little bit unmooring. Like, now what? So we just want to remind you of some of the real fundamentals of our philosophy and that you can go forward in this style of parenting and raise your adults with confidence, even if we're not here every week talking in your ear. Yeah. So let's talk about it. What are the what are the main things we want people to know as we walk away, as they walk away? What what are the key tools in their toolbox that they should be taking with them? Yeah, I think when I'm just talking to people conversationally, I always describe what we do as intentional and proactive parenting. So I think those three pillars are an important thing to just kind of quickly revisit because the intentionality comes from that strong why. If you know why you're doing what you're doing, it really does make it easier to make those strong decisions that are best rather than the ones that might just be expedient or get the behavior to shut down that you don't like. So I think that intentionality piece is important. And that's the first pillar, which we've talked about many times, having that strong why. And then kind of off the back of that is those family values, which we've said are different for everybody. But having your values kind of anchors the why, because it comes from that. If you know what you're aiming at, say, You have just a short sentence why, which we've always encouraged, you know, boil it down to a few words or a phrase like yours with the mentally and emotionally happy and healthy. If you know what you're aiming at there, it really does help kind of formulate these values. Okay, well, then we're going to aim at empathy. We're going to aim at compassion and kindness and those things. So getting that dialed in, I think, is really important. And then the proactive piece is where we can. Can we think in advance? Can we act in advance? Can we have a plan? And then all we're doing is executing a plan rather than creating it in the moment when something is hard. I think that's really key. And that's that third pillar that we talk about is taking that proactive approach and working to be proactive and not reactive. And I think those those things coupled together, intentionality and being proactive, really 
kind of are the nugget. There's other pieces off of that that we'll even probably touch on a few today, but I think those are really key. And as you go forward without our voice in your ear all the time, I think that's huge to just, if if you get stuck, you know, come back to that. Okay. Do I know why I'm doing this? And have I worked to execute my plan that I already talked about? Am I parenting toward our values? It can really anchor you back down in a situation where you might feel like you're just flailing. Yeah. And I think I had a situation this week where I was thinking about how what we do, we talk a lot about using the future-focused parenting philosophy to kind of help with hard situations and how being proactive and intentional can kind of help with those tricky, challenging parenting situations. But I had something this week where, because this is so embedded in how you and I parent, right? Sometimes I do things now without even thinking about it. It's just the way that I parent and the way that I kind of move through my parenting journey. But I had something this week happen where I was like, wow, that's a great example of using a future-focused mentality, but in a positive way, not to like counteract something negative. We booked a trip to Disney and um, we're going with some friends. And we realized as we were kind of planning it that this is probably the last time we're going to take the kids where they are little and wide-eyed. And because we were thinking about the future of that, like what are future trips to Disney going to look like? We realized this is it. And so we planned a much bigger or go home kind of adventure, realizing how important it was going to be for us as parents to soak up the joy of that experience because it's probably the last one where it's magical versus just fun, if that makes sense. And so I think that's another thing to consider is that the philosophy and the tools phenomenally important during those hard times, but also use them to figure out how to make your parenting. I talk about like the mental photo album. You know, what do you want your parenting journey to look like? What do you want to remember? Well, that intentionality and proactiveness is is a part of that too, and making it a beautiful and positive experience as well as buffering the stuff that's hard. Wow, that's a really lovely example. What other things besides the three pillars do you think are important to maybe touch on or remind the audience as they go forward? Well, definitely that combo pack you and I love of strong boundaries with lots of room in the middle for feelings, right? So as I said on this- basically the FFP discipline philosophy, right? That's right. Exactly. (laughs) The idea that kids need those boundaries, it's how they feel safe. Of course, they're going to push up against them. That's how they test to make sure they're there. It's super normal and appropriate, but we don't change the boundary just because the kiddo is pushing up against it. They're pushing it to make sure the boundary's secure, and that's why they're doing it. Is it going to fall down or is it secure? But then within that, allowing all the room for the feelings. Again, just because they're having feelings doesn't mean you change the boundary. We can actually do both of these things. And that's a huge uh, misconception, I think, about parenting, that either we have strong boundaries or room for feelings, but actually a really beautiful combo is what's necessary. What she said. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I had to say that one more time. That makes me happy. (laughs) What do you think? Anything else we got to make sure we leave everybody with? Well, I think what was just striking me, which we've talked about many times over these few years, is the importance of communication and that it's okay to change things, make those course corrections. And so I was thinking that might be another just important thing to mention, that so many pieces of parenting are not a single chat. They're a series of conversations and discussions. And that when you make changes in your parenting, that's important to communicate 
that as you make these plans to be proactive, if you have a parenting partner, communicate with them. So I think communication is kind of a river running through all of our stuff as well, that we're making sure to communicate those things and that if a change needs to be made, don't be afraid to make it. But again, communicate that. I was just thinking just this week, I had a situation where I had a child not be as communicative with me as I would have liked. And I was asking for that via text. And so my instinct was to remove the the cell phone privileges. And I was realizing how I've changed as a parent. Just And you have to. You have to grow and adapt if you're raising an adult. And I did really lean on that. And we communicated about it. But I ended up actually saying to this young adult that I can't let you practice doing this better unless you have your phone. So I'm not going to take it away. And I, it just it just struck me how that would have been very different than what I might have done even a few years ago. And I think the fact that we talked about it was important. So communication, whether that's because a change is being made, because you're handling a scenario with a consequence slightly differently, or just because you're involving your kids in that team dynamic, I think that communication piece is huge. But don't be afraid to do something different because that was a little bit I don't know. Scary feels too strong, but it was a little bit like nerve wracking for me to be like, oh, it doesn't feel like this is a strong enough boundary. But it was like, oh, but I have to let you show me you can do better. And it just showed how I've changed and grown up as a parent as my kids have grown up. And I think that's a piece of FFP is that you adapt it to suit you and your changing children as they grow and develop into these various phases of their own neurological and physiological and emotional development that we have to be willing to kind of shift and grow as well. Yeah. Well, and what a great example of, I'm sure some of that shift is also just about what it means to raise an adult. What are the skills that need to be taught? Well, when they're younger, it's that direct consequence. But as they get older, actually for you to teach the adult skills that needed teaching in that moment, you had to make that shift. Yes. Right. So I think that's really well said. And you touched on the other thing that I think is important to remind our listeners of, and that's that collaborative team piece but with you as the team captain. Yes. That's the key. Because yeah. again, people think like, oh, it should all be collaborative. Well, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of it should be, you know, involving your kids in conversation, asking for their thoughts and opinions, letting them know that their voice matters. All of that's super important. It's the same concept. The boundary is you as the parent are going to make the decisions because mm-hmm. you're the team captain. You have to call it. But what happens inside of that it should be a collaborative and team conversation. And that's a beautiful combo too, because you're still being the parent and you're still executing boundaries, but you're telling your child over and over and over again how much their opinion matters, their perspective matters, how you want to work together to problem solve. And then in those times when their opinion or their problem solving skills have allowed you to see things differently, to show them Actually, I'm still making the decision. My decision is to go with what you've said because of how you presented it to me. Now you're showing them their voice really does matter. And so those times when you have to say, I really appreciate your perspective on this, I'm going to have to disagree. They're going to understand that and be a lot more amenable maybe Mm -hmm. to it (laughs) because of all the times that they've shown and experienced that their voice does matter and that you do listen. Yeah. And you've also just demonstrated, you brought up for me that this is an example of parenting using that funnel that we've talked about, which I think is another key thing to just touch on. Yes. That growth of, hey, as the responsibility increases and your child or children demonstrate, 
handling of those responsibilities, you give more and more privileges so that you're not going backwards. We were talking about picturing that upside down triangle at the beginning. We hold a lot of the cards and we have to. There has to be a lot of structure. And then we grant those freedoms as we see the ability to handle that. And I think this was an example of that this week. I think with an 11 year old who maybe just had a phone, it would be you know what, you're showing me you're not really ready for this privilege. Mm -hmm. And it would have gone away. But with someone who's older, it's very different to say, okay, and I want to let you practice doing this better. <laughs> so that's that looks different as it changes. And it's because we're further in that funnel. I've seen a track record of demonstrated responsibility. So this was a mistake. It wasn't right at the beginning. And so it's a chance to rebuild from the mistake. And I think we've talked a lot about that. So it's an important one to just reiterate. You've got to tie the privileges and responsibilities together. They really go hand in hand. Hey, FFPs. We know this year, as we reemerge, we're starting to get busy again. And certainly at this time of year, we get busy planning holiday gatherings and all the things. So our calendar definitely starts filling up with more events. And so we wanted to just talk to you one more time about Cozy, a great organizing app for families to juggle all those things, the schedules, the practices, the meetings, the doctor's appointments, and even your holiday meals. This app was named a must-have app for a better life by the Today Show, and it's easy to see why. With Cozy, everyone knows who's doing what. You even get an email every morning with the day's agenda, so you don't accidentally double book yourself. And Cozy tracks everyone's schedules and events in one place. You've got a shared color-coded calendar. You get those reminders about events. You can even pull in events from your family's personal, work, or school calendars. And the best part is it's free. Why wouldn't you download this app? It's totally free. Just go to the app store on your phone, download the Cozy Family Organizer. That's C-O-Z-I. It helps with everything on your plate. You can simplify your life, simplify your meal planning, your shopping. It's all free with Cozy. So download Cozy from the App Store, that's C-O-Z-I, to get the free app today. Okay. Any last messages for the people? I know, right? Last messages. Well, I mean, I just want to say what an unbelievable experience it has been to work with you in this way. I mean, on so many levels. That's the beautiful thing is it's not like just in this one way was it special. It was special for the work that we were doing together. It was special for the way that you and I were so different and were able to be in communication and be in a relationship at, so publicly, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, I, I, like that was really, really special. And then also like, I mean, like how cool to get to work with one of your closest friends. Like just what a lovely little blessing that in and of itself was just a excuse to get on the phone with you several times a week. You know, it was just, it was wonderful. So I'm exceedingly grateful. I learned a lot about a lot of things. Um, but, you know, as I've said before on the show, the thing I consistently learn from you time and time again is how to be a better person. I just like, I want to be you when I grow up. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Um, so I'm just really grateful for all of that. And as we've said a zillion times, really grateful to our listeners because we've really had some amazing, supportive, engaged listeners who have let us know what the show means to them and have shown us time and time again that this philosophy works. And that's been pretty incredible. So thank you to our listeners. And then just a shout out. I'm sure you're going to do the same, but shout out to my husband. <laughs> 
and my kiddos, especially during the pandemic, who like sat quietly while mommy and Dina were recording their podcast and just the infinite support that the the men really gave us in in the past few years together. They really are an unappreciated behind the scenes partner in all of this. So that's what I have to say. What do you have to say? Yeah. Well, now that you made me cry. Uh, It's funny because I'm not as, I don't think I have as much of a propensity toward that as some people. I don't like just get weepy at all the things, but this is a big one for me today. I was telling Kira before we recorded that it's really become in a beautiful way, not in an icky way. Like it's become a real part of my identity this la- these last three and a half years. It's like, oh, and I'm a podcaster. And so that is that is sad, you know, to move on from. So so that I don't turn into a total puddle, I'm going to say my piece. But first of all, to you, I think what's been so great for me about working with you is you fought for this for so long. Like you were like, I, I will work with you someday. And like, just to see you are a go-getter because you made that happen. Like you go, you like set a goal and then you made it happen. You're like, I will find a way. And then we were working together. (laughs) You're it's evident to me that tenacity is one of your family values. (laughs) So I love that. But also what a privilege for me to have such a good friendship with someone so different from me where it's main, it's, we've been able to maintain a respect. And I think that's really special. It does not always happen out in the world, right? There's this like civil dialogue that happened on this podcast. And we've even had listeners say it like, hey, this is what needs to be happening out in the world that isn't happening. Mm -hmm. Is even when people come at something from a different angle, they can find, is there some common ground here and just come out at least still caring about each other, even if we're like, nope, still don't see it that way at all. So that's been really special. But the second thing that really stands out to me is how many times I left a podcast, hit stop on the recording and thought, wow, I learned something today from my friend where you would just say something profound or maybe say something I'd heard before, but in a way that was fresh to me and my ears could receive it differently and impacted the way I parented or just the way I lived as a human and a woman. And I, I think having people in your life that you can learn from is a gift. So thank you for giving me that gift for these last few years. It's been amazing. And yes, I also have to thank my family because Sienna and Mark let me, uh, and they've said it themselves, like being fodder for podcast episodes is challenging, right? And But they were so gracious time and time again. And I would come to them, even sometimes with a sensitive story, say, can I share this? And they were almost, almost universally like, yes, if it will help other families, just tell the story. So that was a gift to me. And their participation a few times was awesome. And same with our husbands doing the dad takeover episode was still one of my favorite, most hilarious episodes. The cigar smoking American and bourbon drinking Brit or whatever they said they were. (laughs) So, I mean, they've been amazing. I'm now literally in a closet under a staircase and I've had to, you know, talk to Scott about like coming down the stairs gently and, you know, just all the ways they've accommodated, but also been our biggest cheerleaders. So there was also just this celebratory aspect to them of like, you guys are amazing. And what can we do to help you keep going and help you grow? And they literally have put their money where their mouth is. They've put their time where their mouth is. And it's just been evident that we have families that are like, you are amazing women. And I think that is pretty priceless. Oh, man. Well, I think that's a good spot to end it on. I would agree. It has been... A great pleasure, Dina Thayer. A great pleasure. And um, yeah, thank you listeners for 
sticking with us 150 times plus because that doesn't count the bonus episode. Right. And the spin cycles. <laughs> and the spin cycles. Exactly. No, thank you everyone for being with us and supporting our show. You can reach out to Dina anytime who is going to continue coaching and sleep consulting. And if you just want to say hi to both of us, she'll pass on the message to me. I will futurefocusedparenting at gmail.com. That is a new email address. So just be warned, futurefocusedparenting at gmail.com. The podcast is going to stay live. So you'll be able to listen to all 150 episodes anytime you like. And um, yeah, thanks so much. One last time from the coat closet and the laundry room. Thanks for listening. Raising Adults is produced by Kira Dorian and Dina Thayer and recorded partially in my laundry room and partially in my coat closet. Music by Seattle band Hannah Lee and editing by the incredible Allison Preisinger. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.